you are Locked On Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And as promised, we have wrangled a member of the Locked On Sooners podcast, and it's John Williams. You know what? We have a great discussion about some really interesting matchups in this 8-9 first round game between Oklahoma and Missouri, these old rivals from the old Big 8. With Devion Harmon out, one of the Sooners' leading scorers, well, that creates a lot of give and take offensively and defensively between both teams. We're going to get into all of that. I got to tell you, this episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. And without further ado, here's me and John Williams from Locked On Sooners. All right. Well, joining me now is John Williams from Locked On Sooners. And John, thanks so much for joining me, first of all. And I guess let's not bury the lead here. I got to say the the biggest news has got to be that Devion Harmon, the Sooners' second leading scorer, out for this game and potentially if they if they beat Missouri out for their second round game against either Norfolk State or Gonzaga yes Norfolk State just won Missouri fans <laughs> they're not out of our lives yet but John tell us about Devion Harmon what is what are the Sooners going to miss from him well like you said he's the second leading scorer but as important as that is he's their second kind of facilitator distributor you know after Austin Reeves they're their first leading scorer, he's kind of their main point guard. They looked to Davion Harmon to run the point quite a bit. When Austin Reeves was out earlier in the season, it was Davion Harmon that was taking the lead, distributing the basketball, running the offense. And yeah, they're going to miss him, man. They're going to miss that leadership. They're going to miss his ability to finish around the basket because he's a very good penetrator and he's a sneaky good finisher as well. And I think one of the things is this is going to put a little bit more pressure on Austin Reeves to score. And I mean, he's a really good player. He's one of the best that Oklahoma's had in probably the last decade, but uh, an all big 12 player. And, uh, but I think a, a lot of times there's a little bit too much pressure on him, especially in the second half of games, they need everybody on that team to step up and not having Davion Harmon, especially to take a little bit of the offensive kind of, uh, leadership and, and uh, playing that point guard position, taking some of that pressure off of Austin Reeves is going to put a little bit more pressure on Reeves himself. Yeah. wasn't correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't Harmon like a top hundred recruit at the, at the point guard position. I mean, top hundred overall in high school, possibly pretty good, pretty good recruit. Yeah. I mean, he played really, really well as a freshman last year as Oklahoma was making a run to get to the NCAA tournament before, before COVID kind of nixed everything. And uh, before Austin Reeves came, it was looking like David Harmon would be the starting point guard again this year. And I think there's still a lot of like high expectations and high hopes for Harmon going into 2022. Even it's just, yeah, man, it's, it's very disappointing, man. He, he, you know, again, the Sooners were on their way to play in, in March madness last year, COVID canceled that. So, and then, this year, again, COVID is knocking him out of the first two rounds if Oklahoma is fortunate enough to make it that far. 
Now you were saying that Austin, uh, sorry, I, I'm blanking on his name. Austin Reeves. There we go. I knew, I knew that he's, he's first team, all big 12 averages, 20 points, six rebounds, four assists, kind of like an old school offensive player yes. from what I've seen, because, you know, he's not necessarily a great shooter, kind of an average outside shooter, man, a great free throw shooter, you know, uh, plays below the rim, but also scores inside of the three point line. But, you know, it seems like defensively, it seems like Harmon actually might be the point guard defensively in terms of he might be the guy that actually defends a guy like Xavier Pinson or Drew Smith. Am I wrong there? Yeah, no. I mean, for the guard play, you're looking at him or Elijah Harkless is probably their best defender. But, I mean, he's one of those guys that because they play such a small lineup, they probably play him as the, the guy that guards the three or the four a lot of times. But, yeah, Davion Harmon is the guy that you want – playing uh, defense on the perimeter. Uh, Austin Reeves is a really good player, but you know, defensively, he's not necessarily as good as Davion Harmon is. Yeah, just for Missouri fans out there, when I watch Davion Harmon a little bit, he actually reminds me a little bit of Marcus Denman, just about similar size, a player from about 10 years ago, John, a really good player for the Tigers, who was you know an undersized two guard more or less, but kind of a combo guard, could kind of do it all. Maybe not as good of a shooter as Denman, but just imagine that type of player. So, And also, when I let my imagination run wild, well, I like to think of never leaving my house again. And you know who helps me accomplish that goal? Well, that's our title sponsor, and that's rockauto.com. And not only that, when you don't leave your house, well, guess what? You save a lot of money as well. You don't put a lot of wear and tear on your car, no gasoline. And guess what? You can put that money back in your pocket, save it on more important things. And at rockauto.com, even better. Well, you can save money on the actual auto parts as well and save time by just finding exactly what you need with their absolutely voluminous an easily searchable archive of every auto part you could possibly imagine. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com and be sure to check out my boys, your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling on the Locked on Bets podcast every day, but especially tomorrow. That's Friday morning because they have a special early edition of the Locked on Bets podcast. So you're up to date on the NCAA tournament before the tip off of the field of 64 on Friday morning. So follow Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your shows. Now back to me and John Williams from Locked On Sooners. You mentioned COVID has had obviously an effect on the Sooners, most notably with Harmon, but also another player for you all, Brady Manick, a six foot nine, big guy, Really good shooter, comes from a family of really good shooters, in fact, does Brady Manick. It seemed like once he went out with COVID for a little bit, maybe he was effect- feeling the after effects of COVID 
and maybe that coincided with the sooner swoon toward the end of the season is is that is there maybe some truth to that yeah that's very fair actually he's been very up and down over the last couple of months of the season and you know they're asking him to play in the five position which i mean he's he's more of a stretch four and somebody that you can play more on the perimeter you don't really want him being your defensive stopper in the middle because it's just not his game. I mean, he's, he's okay. He's solid. But as we've seen with the Sooners over the last you know month of the season, defensive rebounding has really been a struggle. Any, any team that's got a solid big man in the middle is going to eat Brady Mannix for lunch on the boards. Uh, I mean, he can have his games, but they're very inconsistent and teams get a lot of second chance opportunities against the Oklahoma Sooners. And it's because they don't really play uh, a true defensive player in the middle or a true five in the middle. Really. They got Kirk West that a lot of times comes off the bench and he's really their best defensive player on the interior. But uh, Lon Kruger has been playing the small four guard lineup with Brady Manick at the five. And it just defensively, it doesn't work offensively. They're, they're pretty good in that lineup because Brady Manick can stretch uh, teams out and he can hit some shots on the outside and and run their pick and pop pretty well but defensively it creates a little bit of a liability for him yeah how do you see that playing out that's an interesting give and take there in fact you know Missouri and Oklahoma as I'm sure you remember played uh, this previous season and the Sooners ended up taking that game in Kansas City by about I think 11 points or so I think Missouri got down by maybe 10 to 12 some odd points pretty early there on the back of what I thought was poor defense by Missouri on Brady Manick early Jeremiah Tillman who is second team all SEC as a center this season I thought they overhelped off onto the ball screens, onto the ball handler, and basically just left Manic wide open a lot. It'll be interesting to see how Missouri defends that, but I'm also curious to see who do you think defends Jeremiah Tillman out of the gates, and do you think maybe Kirk Queff, who you brought up earlier, big guy number 52, probably the true center on the team, especially defensively, do you see him getting more action, and do you see Manic actually defending Tillman to start this game? If there's one thing that there's a – if there's one positive implication for Damian Harmon sitting out this first round matchup, it's that it gives Lon Kruger an opportunity to insert Kirkweth in the starting lineup and to play Brady Manick and Kirkweth at the same time on the floor, a majority of this game, because you don't have to rely upon your four guard lineup. You know, you're, you can roll out Austin Reeves at point guard, Emoji Gibson at shooting guard, Elijah Harkless at small forward. And then you got Brady Manick at the four, Kirkwith at the five. And I th- really think that's probably your best lineup to start this matchup and then kind of see where it goes, see how, see how the game's playing out with your rotation. Uh, but I, I really think that they need to start Kirkwith at center um, on Saturday because it's going to give them the best opportunity to defend on the inside. Uh, Brady Manick, I, he, can, he can be okay but you don't want a guy that can get defensive re- or get offensive rebounds that can score from the middle um, on being guarded by Brady Manick for much, you know, much of a, a lengthy period of time. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I think, you know, really the only other strategy other than starting uh, Kirk Queth there, your only true big man to me would be just to swarm Jeremiah Tillman with double teams when he gets the ball in the post. And considering Missouri is not a good three-point shooting team, to say the least, that is an option. But if I were the Sooners, if I were Lon Kruger, I'd be worried about Brady Manning getting foul trouble in that scenario early. And yeah, I, I just, yeah, that's a tough one. If Missouri decides to not throw the ball into Tillman and use him as a high ball screener, maybe just off the ball, 
yeah, I'd be really worried about him just kind of dunking all over the Sooners early. So I think what you say makes a lot of sense, and it definitely helps. It definitely helps the Sooners defensively, but I also think it helps Missouri Missouri defensively too, because again, then Tillman doesn't have to guard Brady Manick on the other end of the floor. Yeah, and that's maybe one of the reasons why Lon Kruger hasn't really gone to that lineup much because Kurt, you know, Kirkwood is, is really good as a like a lob specialist. He can catch some lobs, you know, get some putbacks and things like that, but he's not really going to threaten you otherwise offensively. Uh, and I think I think what you're what you're saying is right. You know, if they're willing to throw it down into the paint, then Missouri is going to have a, a good opportunity to get some easy buckets. That's where teams have really beat Oklahoma up uh, late in the season because, you know, Brady Manick, you know, he might pick up some fouls, but he's not going to be overly aggressive. He's going to actually at times maybe give up some buckets just to not draw the foul. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. I think uh, you see statistically that's one of the Sooners' strengths is the fact that they don't foul very much. Isn't that mm-hmm. right? Yeah, they don't. I mean, they you know against Oklahoma State, they gave up quite a few more foul shots, but Oklahoma State was driving the ball to the basket uh, pretty frequently. Now, is that Missouri's game? Or are they a team that likes to go into the paint and, and attack the rim? They do, for sure, and and certainly through Tillman, but also their guards like to get in there as well. Xavier Pinson has one of the best first steps in the league. Drew Smith will get in there. You know, I I mentioned that Austin Reeves has a bit of an old-school game when it comes to kind of getting into there about 8, 10 feet away sometimes and shooting a turnaround. That's something Drew Smith will do as well, just as far as being a below-the-rim player who can score in the paint and sort of maybe a little bit of a herky-jerky unorthodox kind of way and when it comes to betting though to just change subjects for a second you don't want to go unorthodox you want to go with an outlet and a sports book that you trust and there's only one company that we trust here at the locked on podcast network and that's betonline.ag the easiest and fastest way to bet online on all the sports action, but especially March Madness. That's what we're all focused on right now. But of course, Bet Online even covers the NBA, the NHL, but even things like the Grammys, the Oscars, award shows, reality television. You want to bet on The Bachelor? Heck, you can do that too. So whatever suits your fancy, definitely go to betonline.ag right now. Sign up for a free account, and when you do, and you fund your account for the first time, be sure to use the promo code Locked On to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's promo code Locked On to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. And of course, I've been telling you how much I've enjoyed all the selections of Built Bar. That that fine company has been sending to me on a regular basis. But you know what? You're going to actually have to pay for them. I hate to say it. And these things are so good. Frankly, you're going to be telling, you're going to be asking yourself, why aren't they charging more? Because these bars are amazing. They're low calorie, they're low sugar, they're high protein, they're high fiber. And best of all, they're 100% chocolate and they taste great. So now, is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It's Built Bar Madness. Go to BuiltBar.com or at 
built underscore bar on Twitter. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com and check back to see who has won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar ever. And there's only one place to get all the info you need on the SEC five days a week, and that's Locked On SEC. Host Chris Gordy of Sports 790 delivers his unique brand of Southeastern Conference analysis with help from local expert guests from around the SEC network of local podcasts. Follow Locked On SEC podcast on radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. And hey, maybe I'll even be a guest if we beat Gonzaga. But without further ado, back to me and John Williams from Locked On Sooners. One thing that Oklahoma and Missouri have in common, and and several commentators have pointed this out, both teams would have been a lot happier if the field of 68 would have been announced about a month ago because both teams had a lot higher seed. Now, the thing about Oklahoma is their January was incredible. Four wins over top 10 teams, including the Alabama Crimson Tide. Well, ironically, really, Missouri and Oklahoma kind of started hitting the skids after they beat the, the, the Crimson Tide team that I really like. But I tell you, the more I look at Oklahoma's finish – Definitely a tough finish, but other than the Kansas State game, that's a bad loss for sure. But other than that, they had some fairly close losses to some good teams. At least that's the bullish take. Are you buying that? What do you think about Oklahoma? Yeah, I mean, they. I think you know. I think my partner David uh, is a little bit more optimistic and a little more maybe level-headed about this team than I am going into the tournament. I'm, I'm not feeling great about it. Um, because they had 10, 10 point leads in several of those games that they lost, you know, they, they've struggled to finish down the stretch. It's been a team that plays pretty well in the first half again, aside from that opening round or sorry, the second round lost to Kansas in the big 12 tournament, they play pretty well in the first half. They're able to get out to leads early in the second half, but then the, they allow those leads to evaporate. And it could be because they're playing with a shorter bench and they're playing with a short rotation and they just get worn down in the second half of games. Um, but it could just also be that, you know, they get those leads and get a little lackadaisical because we even saw against Iowa state, they had a 19 point lead in the opening round of the big 12 tournament. And Iowa state was able to able to bring it within five in that game. And Oklahoma actually had to like give out a really good effort to hold on to that game. And so, yeah, I, I don't know, man, it's, it's really interesting. Yeah. That Kansas state loss was probably the worst one of the, of the bunch because they had a, I think it was a five or six point lead, you know, with three or four minutes left to play in that game. And, and K state just took over from there. Uh, but they had, you know, against Oklahoma State, they had a 10 point lead. I think against, uh, I think it was, man, I'm blanking on it now, but against Tech, maybe they had a 10 point lead as well. And it just, they just weren't able to finish down the stretch. Yeah, that makes sense. No, I, I, I can definitely, I can definitely understand your frustration. It's, it's interesting to get the outsider's perspective and then the insider's perspective from somebody yeah. who's actually lived those games because it's a lot different when you've lived those results than just kind of having the you're outside of the forest and looking at Ken Palm. It's a lot different, right? But yeah, for sure, because they are close losses if you just you know look at them right. from a box score perspective. But right. with the concept, sometimes that is, can yeah. be misleading too. Yeah, so it's for good. Sure. It's good to get that insight from you for sure and 
Well, you know what? It's it's funny. Missouri now making its just its third NCAA tournament appearance appearance, excuse me, since leaving the Big Twelve and joining the SEC. And we still haven't won a game in the in the since we've left the SEC. Some from the Big Twelve might say that's karma. I have a question for you, my good friend. And it's quite simple. Do you miss us? Do you miss Missouri? You know what? I do actually. <laughs> I miss man, I miss the old Big Twelve. Except, you know, Texas. I miss the old Big Eight in particular. But yeah, I hear you true. on the Big Twelve too. Yeah, yeah. man. Like you know, I'm a child having, of the '90s, so I'm down with the Big Twelve as well. That's right. You know, not having Missouri, not having Nebraska, it, it's still weird. But yeah, man, I, I still, uh, I think I came into my Oklahoma fandom about that same time that Chase Daniel was just like lighting teams up. You know, in the mid to late 2000, 2010. Those were some decade. exciting games against yeah, the Sooners. Man, they really, really were. And, yeah. and sometimes not in our benefit. But yeah, I mean, Jeremy Macklin and, and uh, you know, Chase Daniel, just some really, really good Missouri football teams. Just, a, I don't know, it's just a fun rivalry. My nephew is actually a really big uh, Mizzou fan, uh, lives up in the St. Louis area. And so we, we had a good time back in, uh, shoot, I think it was that year that Oklahoma Mizzou met in the big 12 championship game. And, and we were having a lot of talk back and forth uh, about well, that the one, one in uh, San Antonio would have been Oh seven. The one in uh, okay. the one that wasn't particularly close, it would have been Oh eight would have been an yeah. arrowhead. So there yeah. you go. Yeah. But so, well, just to get you out of here, John, once again, thanks for joining me, but how are you feeling? Do you, do you think Oklahoma is going to pull this out? Yeah. You know, it's, it's going to be interesting. I, I think, um, how this team responds early without Davian Harmon is going to be really the, the telltale of, of how this game goes. Uh, you know, again, they've, they've done a good job at weathering the storm of absences. You know, they had Austin Reeves out, they had Brady Manick out um, earlier in the season, but I think, you know, Lon Kruger is a really good coach. I think this is a game that Oklahoma can win. It just depends on are they going to be a consistent shooting team throughout the whole game? Are they going to have a second half slide like we've seen uh, for the last six games of the season? Who knows? Are they going to be the team that shows up in the second half like they did against Kansas or the team that didn't really show up until crunch time against Iowa State? Uh, we'll see. But I, I, I'm going to have in my bracket, I'll have the Sooners winning this game. Um, but I think it's going to be a close one. What about sure. you? How are you, how are, how are you feeling about this matchup? You know, it's funny. I feel the exact same way. I mean, it's one of those deals where you feel like you're a bad fan. If in an eight, nine, game <laughs> you don't pick your team. Right. So, so of course I have the tigers advancing, right. but exactly. it's not like I'm wildly confident by any stretch yeah. of the imagination. But you know, the more I think about it, I, I think your point about, Hey, they should start Kirk with the center. It will be interesting because there's an argument that maybe Oklahoma's actually better off going small because they've actually looked pretty good defensively, according to some people I've listened to. When, when, uh, even though they miss Brady Manic offensively, that actually defensively, when they went small, they, they hung in there okay. So it'd be interesting to see. I think Kruger will figure it out one way or the other. And yeah. whether that lineup, whether it be the small lineup or the bigger lineup, I think he'll figure out the most effective group. Lon Kruger's a veteran. He knows what he's doing. But whether that'll be enough, we'll see. And, and the Tigers, gosh, they're such an unpredictable team. They can, they can play with just about anybody. But at the same time, they make every game an adventure. So, frankly, I'm with you. I think it's going to come down to the last minute of the game. And, you know, it, we'll just have to see what happens. Whoever executes the best down that last 60 seconds is probably going to win it. 
Yeah, and I completely agree. I think the SEC has been an underrated conference all year. Uh, you know, Alabama's kind of taken the lead, but Arkansas has been really good as well. LSU showed that they could play with yep. anybody. So I think, you know, Missouri's, you know, second round exit in the SEC tournament isn't really much to, you know, like write off. Like, I think the SEC was just as good as the Big 12 maybe this year. Yeah, I tend to agree, especially at the top of the league. And, uh, you know, I think LSU and Missouri in particular were, were a little underseeded for sure. So mm-hmm. I agree with you. Good to hear that. But, hey, John Williams, thank you so much. And, hey, there are occasionally some – so there's occasionally – speaking of a crossover episode of Locked on Mizzou, sometimes there's some crossover between some Mizzou fans who happen to be Oklahoma fans too. So if you're an OU fan, definitely check out Locked on Sooners. Yeah, hey, thanks for having me a lot. It was a lot of fun. It's going to be a fun game on Saturday. Uh, it's March Madness. Hey, hey we made it. The right. tournament's going to happen. I, that's gonna, getting, I was going to say, I think for both teams, it's a good season. I, right, you'd agree that we both made the field. And, uh, hey, who knows? Maybe we'll uh, see the Sooners in a bowl game someday. You never know. Eli Drinkwitz seems to have it rolling. Yeah, and we need you know what? We need to get back to that, uh, that non-conference schedule at some point. After we get Nebraska taken care of, I love let's, it. let's I get love back that. into the non-conference. Ah, how about a home-and-home, home? Columbia Norman? I'd love it. Let's do it. Let's do it. We'll talk to our ADs and we'll, we'll make it happen. <laughs> I'm sure they're going to listen to this and, yeah. and let us know. Yeah, That's absolutely. Right. Yeah. John, thank you, man, so much. Hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate, appreciate it. it, bud.